Hello and welcome. I'm not even going to try to do a stupid intro here because this this is a big episode for us. I'm Griffin Newman. <clears throat> I'm David Sim. Let's clear our throats. <clears> throat> I feel um, like that's an NPR thing to do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is episode nine of Griffin and David present Revenge of the Podcast. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is a miniseries investigation we've been doing into the third and final film in the Phantom Menace trilogy. It's a culmination of a series of investigations. We started out watching... There's a lot of string on our poster board. We, we This is, yes. It, it, it has driven us a little bit mad, a little up the a wall. A little bit mad. More than a little mad. Thoroughly mad. Uh, we started out investigating uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, trying to figure out what that movie was about. Yeah. After about two and a half months of work on that, we moved on to Attack of the Clones, yeah. Episode 2. Tried to figure out if that was a good sequel. Right, I guess so. It's not. It's not. <laughs> that was easier to figure out. Very easy. Yeah. We figured that out pretty much minute one of the first episode. No. We went on to answer. a third miniseries podcast, Revenge of the Podcast, what you're listening to right now, trying to figure out what was this larger story. Three films. Right, right. Classical story structure. Three films, you completed your saga. The trilogy. What was trying to be said. And the through line amongst all these was we weren't just looking at the text. We weren't just looking at the material. We were trying to figure out what the intention was of the filmmaker behind these works. Wow. A director, a writer. If only we could get him in studio. Self-financed. Now, David's being a little cheeky here. Ah, uh, I'm being cheeky. Because a couple months Doing ago- Doing a bit. I, I threw it on the show. Un- unlike me. No bits. No right. bits. That, of course, is a, a producer Ben, a.k.a. producer Ben, a.k.a. the Ben Deucer, a.k.a. the Haas, a.k.a. Hello Fennel, a.k.a. Mr. Positive. You forget the Poet Laureate. I was getting to it next. I know I forgot, forgot it last, last week. week. I know, and I was really, really upset about that. Yeah. A.k.a. the Poet Laureate, a.k.a. the Peeper, a.k.a. Uh, producer Ben Kenobi. That's a new one. <laughs> that was dubbed by our guest today, because our guest today is someone we threw out an open invitation. If he was listening, if he was out there, if he wanted to come defend himself, our door was open, yep. as always. And today, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm looking at him right now in the eyes, and this really is the real guy, because I certainly, we got the email. I thought it might be. This is the guy who does a monthly show at the UCB. Yes. Talk show. Yeah. And uh, directed, uh, I don't know, four of the most successful films ever made? Yeah. I'm including I, American Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations he, he was, on that, by the way. That would well, that that would be five of the most successful films ever made. Then I'm a little confused, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. THX was a. I mean, was the brain? Okay, well, let's get the introduction over with. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, nominated for I believe three Academy Awards, four Academy Awards, and he won the Thalberg, I think. Creator of two massive franchises, Indiana Jones and the Phantom Menace. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce uh, George Lucas into uh, the studio. Georgie Porgy Lucas. Oh, yeah. Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie. Yep. Uh, so first off, I feel like some apologies are in order. No, I, no. Have I, you listened? I've heard, I've heard bits. I've heard bits. Okay. I have, I have, uh, I have hundreds of songs on my iPod. I don't have a lot of room for podcasts. Hundreds? Yeah. I have uh, over 200 songs on my iPod. Wow. Well, okay, I want to be focused in this interview because this is a real Wait, serious he, journalistic he opportunity, but we have to ask yeah. about it. Yeah, let's go. Little sidebar. We've we got a lot of serious sure. questions about the little sidebar. What kind of music do you listen to? Well, I mean, that question was answered in, in cinemas this year. You went and saw the oh, motion picture Strange, Strange Magic. Magic? Yeah. Oh, I did. I, yeah, I did see that. Uh, yeah. The inspiration for uh, sort of the, the rethinking of that movie was that I had uh, over 200 songs on my iPod. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm uh, two hundred on a device that holds thousands. I mean, the first iteration was a thousand. The bragging right that was <laughs> I fifteen have a years ago. Ho- let me see how many. Fifteen years ago, the first iteration it was a breakthrough that it could hold a thousand. I mean, well, I'm telling you how many I have. Two hundred. Okay, so you have focused taste, sure. and, and and I mean, you'll hear some of the a lot of the examples. Uh, I mean, on the strange magic in, uh, on the strange magic soundtrack, yeah. your versions of. You know, we just uh, we were we were looking at the script at, at a certain point when it was still in okay. story form, treatment form. And for those listeners who don't know, Strange Magic was an animated film that was released uh, this January. Right. Uh, broke records, broke box office records. Earlier I, I think year. it it had the. It was the lowest per screen, uh, uh, like the average, lowest, the it was the lowest gross. Average. No, it was the lowest grossing animated film to be released on three thousand screens. Yeah. So you beat Delgo. Yeah, because Delgo was only released on like 1,800 screens. Right, oh, Delgo, yeah. Delgo didn't go as wide. Yeah. Uh, all I know is it broke box office records, and that's it true, did. and that's what I said. Yeah, that yes. is true. So I remember- Another, another notch. Do you have like a, a series of notches? Well, I'd already, you know, like 
it's easy to be the number one movie of all time if you sure. want to. You can do that. You can break big records. It's also fair to go the, the other direction and, and break records at the bottom. They all get in the books. That's a interesting. Still breaking records. You're still making yeah. history, cinema history. So I, I saw that film in theaters. Did you? Um, I did. Uh, it, I remember it had, it was sort of a jukebox musical starring fairies and goblins. About fairies who live in the woods. Yeah. I don't think I knew that it had this jukebox musical element to oh, it. Oh, yeah, very much so. Okay, all right. Uh, I remember it mostly uh, comprising of pop songs from the last seven or eight years. No, there's Burt Bacharach songs there. That, oh, that's you know, true. There were there was some recent stuff, What are some too, songs? Though. Like, what are- I'll Never Fall in Love Again by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. It's a lovely song. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a little bit of news that most people don't know. One of the original songs that I first proposed for uh, when I was propo- pitching the idea, saying, uh, what if they sing? I had the right. songs on my iPod, was the song, We Built This City on Rock and Roll. And was that in the film? No, it didn't make the cut, but that is truly, <laughs> that, that is, is truly, for real, for real, yeah. uh, one of the first songs that I mentioned when I was talking to some people about it. And that's the fairy city built out of flowers. They would be... I don't know. I guess that's why I didn't make the cut. It didn't make sense. I, I, Unforgettable by Beyonce, I think, was in that, right? Um, I, there's a there's a little hint toward uh, uh, Lady Gaga, Bad Romance. Oh, right. That's what I mean. There's a, there's a part where a goblin army all, all chants, nah, 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 nah. Anyway, now available on DVD, not Blu-ray. It's not available on Blu-ray? <laughs> no. Really? High, high definition download or... Uh, DVD, but, but there's no, no for blue, for us no, physical media fans. There's no hard no copy. Blu-ray. Do you have a problem with Blu-ray? Because I own the Star Wars films on Blu-ray. Yeah. No, just some some films come out on Blu-ray. Some films don't. This I think almost out. all at this point. I mean, even very small. Well, looks like we've broken another record. I feel I, I feel like I'm bringing some past sort of anger into this. I, I you know, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to give you a platform no, guys, to defend your. work. We have George Lucas on this show. We have George Lucas on the show. Sure. This is a huge opportunity. This is what we wanted the whole time. We're we're trying to make sense of these films. That's what we're doing. I mean, we sort of view ourselves as uh, uh, pop culture investigators, detectives. I guess so. Maybe I'm just a one guy could in a say room, that's man. a better branding hook. Oh, well, I'm here to. I can answer any questions you have. Okay. Obviously, I, these are. This is the story I wanted to tell. Yeah. Um, well, let's get on to that. So, so Phantom Mass comes out in 1999. That's right. Great year for movies. It was. Yeah. It was a, a banner year for American cinema. Yeah. I don't know what else came out. Uh, a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, but so you're saying just on the basis of Phantom Menace alone, it was a yeah, great year. I don't year remember for what movies. else came out, but I know it was a great year. That was movies. definitely, I mean, that was the number one box office film of that year. Yeah. I know Toy Story 2, my favorite movie of all time, came in that year. Hey, uh, Pixar. Oh, you founded Pixar. Yeah, you know, or you didn't found I didn't it. But found you, it, but I, you, I, you owned I, it for a while. I owned it, and then uh, it was bought for me. But yeah, you still I get Steve Jobs. Okay, yeah. we got to we got to talk about the Star Wars movies, but sure. I not the quick side. I can't bar. help it if I point out. No, no, because I mean, I want to stay focused because this is what this podcast is now, about. And and they did the stained glass man on in Young Sherlock Holmes. Young right? Sherlock, which Holmes, I right. misidentified yes, as being from Young Indiana Jones, which was also a George Lucas production. Yes, um, Pixar, you buy it. At the time, uh, they have, I think, three animators on staff. Uh, John Lasseter, uh, Andrew Stanton, and Pete Docter. Sure. Uh, all three of whom have gone on to win Academy Awards. Yeah. You, after a couple of years, sell the company because it is uh, losing money and yeah. you don't see a reality in which it will ever turn a profit. Sure. I mean, that's one way to spin it. I, I believe that's... I still get credit for it, you know? Well, my question is, d- does it burn at all? You're a man of tremendous success. Mm. Uh, you've broken records in both directions. Yeah. Um, do you look at Pixar, the most consistently successful movie studio in, in history, arguably? Oh, hey, I still ended up getting all that money. From when you sold it? Yeah. So how no, much- no, no. In the end, the money came back to me in the end. Pixar goes on to make all that money for Disney, and then I end up getting that Disney money. That's a good point. Money always comes back to Georgia. Look, I, I, <laughs> is, I that do, your, is that your catchphrase? No, that's not a catchphrase. That's just a true fact. Yeah. Um, I did see on Wikipedia it says that you presented them a Golden Lion for Lifetime Achievement at the Venice Film Festival. That was fun. Venice is great. So it sounds yep. like no sour grapes. The, you, not, you, at all. No, not at all. You don't look at them as the one that got away. No, not at all, because I, I got away with their money in the end. Like the money came back to Georgie. Okay, so let's talk about money a little bit. So sure. you self-finance Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's right. It's an indie film. All three of the Star Wars uh, prequels that we're talking about here, those are indie films. And that's what if really- you're a fan of independent cinema that doesn't get bigger than that. It's, they are the biggest indie films. It's another record. I don't think anyone's yeah. ever going to top that for indie films. I don't think anyone's ever going to make three bigger indie films than, than the prequels. No, and you raise a good point, which is when I think about the things I love about independent films, size is definitely top of the list. Well, people also went to see them. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, they were, as I said. They were all huge hits. Huge hits. Uh, I read the AV Club this week. They got a big article about how great they are. They do. I was saying that they are almost undervalued. Yeah, I got to say, that article barely tracked for me, though. It didn't even make sense. I couldn't process some of the references oh, they were that's throwing heartbreaking. out. that's heartbreaking. Uh, I... No, I'm not saying I no, disagree. Educate, I just with... gave a lot of money to education. I'm so sorry. I had trouble reading. Okay. So that's... Was that the money that you got from Disney, that Disney got from Pixar, which you gave yeah, to— that I gave to right. USC this week, the biggest uh, the biggest uh, donation of its—no uh, one's true. ever given yeah. a— Is that part of some long con to get that money back in your pockets now? I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll come, come back. back. <laughs> so you're it'll kind of like soon. Las Vegas, like the house always wins. That's what I was saying. Let's not distract from the fact that you said you had a hard time reading an article. <laughs> I, I'm not saying— On the AV my... Club, which usually employs, I would say, subhuman writers, including myself. Hey, hey now. Uh, look, I, I was not saying, look, I know how to read, okay? Okay. I tested very well on the English portion of my, oh, uh, the English, essay, the English oh, no. portion well, of my I'm SATs. Up on you, my reading comprehension scores were off the charts. Not to brag. Well, let me summarize. The article just says that the prequels are really great. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I understood that part. I uh, might have slightly different opinions, but I understood it. I was just saying some of the references they were throwing out, maybe they were lofty. Sure. It just, I didn't understand the illusions they were making, but... Yeah. Neither here nor there. You make this film. Sure. Entirely your own vision. Everything I wanted. Everything you wanted. Yeah. You look at that film and you go, that, that is a successful representation of my vision. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's what I want. It's the story I wanted to tell. I have no regrets. I think it holds up really well. And the AV Club agrees with me. Okay. So here's the question I need to ask you. Sure. What is that story? What is that story? What is the what are the movies? About? What is what is the Phantom? Let's do one at a time. What is the Phantom Menace about? Two time, four time Academy Award nominee, two time Best <laughs> Director nominee, George Lucas. All right, there's some bad business going on. Okay, bad things are happening, and a little boy uh, starts a journey. Yeah, uh, he's destined maybe for greatness. Okay, and we this is just the first chapter uh, in his journey, and he has a fun race. Uh, he wins a big battle helps win a big battle right he's pivotal i would say yeah and uh you know it's the classic uh you know uh little boy adventure story where a little boy has an adventure okay i don't know what i do you have a specific thing that you don't understand the little about? boy isn't even introduced until an hour into the yeah movie. i was gonna say i mean i i asked you what the film was about you focused on one character excluded the other four main characters yeah. to share an equal there's amount of jedi- time there's some jedis who are they think some bad business is going on in the in the universe, and bad business. Yeah, I mean it's the trade federation. So they they yeah. want they want good business. Yeah. Well, no, they're selfish and greedy. I said they're greedy right in the opening. Yeah, crawl. But I know you, you said that, George. Uh, look, you're very some greedy smart. men. Yeah. Some greedy creatures. Mm-hmm. I won't say men because when I say men, then people think they're Asians and they're not. What like, are they? Can we get to the? I'm bottom sorry. Of when that? you say men, people think they're Asians. That's when that. Confusion arises when well, you identify them a lot as being times male. The problem is, I'll create an alien creature, and then okay. people will, people will uh, ascribe Earth human right. ethnicity to those characters. They'll see parallels that were not intended. They'll see uh, uh, racial stereotypes. I mean, there are a lot of questions being raised here. I don't even. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Go on. All right. Uh, uh, Newt Gunray is not Asian. Yes, he is. He's, no, he's an Nemoidian. Okay. He's an Nemoidian. Has well, let, me, just let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How do you how do you become an Asian? You know, what are the characteristics? You tell we're, me. We're you, waiting into very You know what you're territory. doing to me, right? I'm one not going to th- answer one of the that question, that George. One of, one of the things probably has to have some connection to Asia, right? But these guys are it's, from- They've uh, never even been to Earth. Their garb is very, it looks sort no, of like- the voices. Oh, and on. the voice, I mean, I don't, I, look. That's you saying that. Yeah. I, a lot of very racist people have- uh, these movies are a I'll Rorschach test. I, I put I, an, I, I'll put Nemoidian into, I just put it into Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two autocompletes that were suggested for me were Nemoidian racist and Nemoidian Chinese. Okay. So, okay. George, George, so your your defense is you're saying that you intend nothing, yeah. but perhaps these films function as a funhouse mirror, as a Rorschach, Rorschach test to test. see what you see. I think, no, no, it's, I think I created a bunch of aliens. Right. For instance, uh, people who think that, um, 
uh, Watto, people see Jewish He's a flying space Jew, yes. Yeah, space yes, he Jew. is. Yes, he is. Don't He's you, got a big also, floppy nose. He rubs his chin a lot. I'm a Jew. He looks like my dad. I know that Watto's Jewish. I know he is. Are you sure? No, let me ask you this. He's you always sure trying to drive a cut a deal and drive a hard bargain. Are you sure that your dad isn't some kind of dirty Guido? Okay, don't fucking say that. George, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be him? professional here. No, I Have I asked my dad Griffin, if he's some kind anything, of dirty Griffin, Guido? Are you kidding me, George? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If anything, well, first of all, uh, I can tell you this. Watto has never, uh, his mother's not Jewish. All right? Which is the typical, come on okay. now. And uh, he's never been to temple. He's never practiced. He's from Toydaria. Okay, I have to stop you here. You're saying that, that these religious, you know, orientations, ethnicities, gender identities don't even exist in your universe. So if Can we I, see them, if we prescribe them to the characters that we're projecting, but you acknowledge that Judaism does exist in the Star Wars universe because Watto's mother isn't Jewish by your standards and Watto doesn't Griffin, fucking practice, Griffin, which means you, there are space Jews. Stop ranting. No, there, well, no, later on there will be. Later on. But these, oh these stories take place. Are you fucking kidding? Griffin. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you so angry? Because this is personal no, to me. I'm a no, Jewish no, no, person. No, 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 come on. He's making George fun of my Lucas father. My father's studio. had financial problems. <laughs> ben, cut that out. This is a sensitive subject. Let me just say this. Yes. I, I couldn't have been clearer at the beginning of these movies saying when they took place and where. A long time ago in a galaxy far from Okay, now, two factors there. When I said a long time ago, maybe I should have been more specific, but I meant a very long time ago, Many, many years before Judaism even existed as a religion. And why even bring up that his mother isn't Jewish? <laughs> well, why did. say that to me to my face? Because you accused him of being Jewish, and I was pointing out, first of all, Judaism didn't even exist when these movies take place. Okay. Uh, also, they're far away, so Asia didn't exist yet. It was probably still, uh, there's probably, what's the, what do they call the original landmass? Uh, Pangea. Pangea. This is pre-Pangea. Yeah, it's okay. important to think about Griffin. This is a dead end. This it's is a, only Griffin, gonna make me Griffin, look I'm going to ask you yeah. to take a chill pill. I'm going to take a chill pill. Yeah, yeah I'm right. going to put you in time out for a second. Okay. Yeah. Now, Jar Jar Binks, he's totally racist. What? Jar Jar Binks. He's like totally racist, no, right? In what? For what race? All right, I'm not even going to. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. He's not. Jar Jar is your co-host at the George Lucas talk show, right? That's right. So he seems to have emerged into our world somehow. Well, he's CGI. That's true. Yeah, right, no, right. That's, so he's when created like Simone Jar Jar into existence, when, when you um, George pulled a when you were Simone. making the Phantom Menace, I think we've talked about this. There's a making of feature on the Phantom Menace DVD or mm -hmm. something where he says like Jar. You say Jar Jar is the key to all this. Like sure. we get Jar Jar right, we get everything right, and we did. <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a. I mean, it's very easy to destroy these things. Uh, you can do it, but. I knew if we got Jar Jar right, then everything would fall into place. And, you know, I read an interesting theory recently that I do not agree with. Okay, go ahead. I want to ask you what you mean by getting him right, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, there, every well, sense he says has him, six questions springing off. Well, off. ask the questions. I'm right here. No, no but okay. what was the answer, interesting answer article? Your, yeah. No, there's a theory going around that... Oh, that Jar Jar is evil or is a Sith Or that I of... planned for... That I held back on using Jar Jar in the second and third movie and that it was all going to be revealed later that... Uh, he was pretending to be silly or accidental, right. but he's actually kind of, uh, you know. Uh, Snake in the grass. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Palpatine. Jar Jar was exactly what I intended. Which was? I wanted the first movie to be Jar Jar all over the place. Right. And then I wanted to use Jar Jar very judiciously in the second and third films. That was a plan was to establish a character as a huge part of the he, universe. He's probably on one. screen for like 80 minutes of the first movie and then a combined two of the second two movies. If even. That was sometimes, intentional. That was all your intention. You give the audience what they need, not what they want. In some ways, because the, these three movies are Griffin, the, the, the arc of these three movies. The arc of these three movies is that, I mean, it's a tragedy, and part right. of that the yeah. tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. One of the way, one of the ways that we establish that, and it's a very stealthy way, and I think a very successful way, is you give a, the first movie, you have a delightful character that delights audiences, amuses audiences. Sure. Which they, one are your friends? Jar Jar Binks. Pratt Falls. Jar Jar Binks. He has a, an amusing way of talking. A very amusing way of talking. Yes. That um, dialect is hilarious. Um, he, he's sort of a Buster Keaton-esque, like he, he's always comedy. getting yeah, mi mixed classic into- comedy. He's just like Buster Keaton, that guy who would never fucking stop talking. He's exactly like Buster Well, Keaton. now that's not Buster Keaton's fault. You know, he existed in an era where- you know, go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, yeah, carry on, you're carry very on. obsessed with you're very obsessed with the timeline of things. You're often Griffin. You're often getting upset about things that that 
don't make sense in the timeline in which you're upset. Do you want to know the timeline I'm upset, upset about right now? We spent seven months fucking studying these movies. You're saying you're saying don't that Buster angry, Keaton. Griffin. I'm sorry, Buster. I... That the reason Buster Keaton uh, didn't talk a lot was because uh, that's his character, as opposed to the fact that movies didn't have words then. Go on, George. All right. If, if, wait, wait, if wait. Buster Keaton had been around for Phantom Menace, I bet he would have talked a lot. He would have said, oh, no, Misa think a house going to fall on my head. That's what he would say. Now, why if... would you think he wouldn't say that? What, what, all, I don't even make... remember what the question was we were asking. What? What? what There's a very good reason why he probably wouldn't talk like that is because I don't think Buster Keaton in his entire filmography ever played a Gungan. <laughs> all right? No. I can't even deal with you. No. I, can't. I mean, anyway, let me ask you this. I, I, I Do you wanna... think Buster Keaton is Asian? Do I think Buster Fuck. You're a real. No, I don't think Buster. But he I mean, wasn't. I, what, I know for a fact he wasn't. I don't know what. I don't know what you. Why? Why wasn't? Because he? he was a real human being. We know his genealogy. Okay, but why? I'll go to his Wikipedia page. I'll find out. Probably be specific. Why was Ireland Buster Keaton not? Why was Buster? So he wasn't from Asia, he, and he but, didn't have any Asian lineage. Those are the factors, guys. Yes, he guys, shares really, those in common with a certain person yeah. that I like to call Judge Banks. We're really. I think You're we're, not getting, we're getting. We're getting mired in stuff. Isn't Asian? Griffin. Griffin. Banks is Caribbean. Griffin. Let's get back to the point okay, you were it's making. It's a serious interview. Newt Gunray, New Gunray, not Asian. Okay. I want to get back to the point that you were making, which is the first yeah. movie has tons of Jar Jar Binks, Binks delightful characters. Give them what they want, because face. things are relatively, we're in a good place in Phantom Menace. There's some bad business going on. Bad it's business. a little bit under the surface. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get a lot worse. And part of the reason, he's grinning part so of the wide. reason, if you guys could see this, part of the reason why you deprive the audience of Jar Jar in episodes two and three is that's the audience will feel it. They absorb it. They think why the lack is of it, comedy? It's not as much fun. The now. lack of smiles. Things are less fun than they no. used to be. <laughs> and that's a cl- loud and clear message to what ultimate end. What's the payoff there? You take him away. So they feel the absence and then you never bring him back. His final I did mo- bring him back. He's sad when, yeah, that's funeral, my point. So the, the final scene. payoff is you seem shed a single well, tear. That's what I want to get this to. Restraint. The final payoff of the whole movies is Restraint. that is that God. the uh, uh, galaxy collapses into ruin yep. and is controlled by a tyrant, yep. and the Jedi are massacred. Right, and our hero turns into a villain. Yep. and his legs get chopped off, and he's set on fire, and he gets put into a like metal sort of iron lung. Sure. So, like, that's a pretty down. There's not a lot of up. No. Of course not. The only up really is not. that his two kids are alive. Oh, I'd love to hear you guys. You should. Do, you know what? I have a suggestion for your next podcast. You should uh, read all the Shakespeare plays and then have William Shakespeare come in here to defend at the end of Hamlet. Well, that's That'd not problem. We couldn't book the real William Shakespeare because he's dead. No, we but I bet you'd have a lot of problems guess. with we the ending of We don't do bits. A lot of problems with the ending of Hamlet. I don't have any problems with the ending of Hamlet because Hamlet was structured from the beginning to be a tragedy. Well... This was structured from the beginning to be a tragedy. Wait, wait, when the kid's saying yippee and he's running around with a space Caribbean? Yeah, and ha- Hamlet's having fun at the beginning of that. Yeah, I forgot Hamlet has that big pod race scene at the beginning. Remember that first well, act of Hamlet? First of all, Shakespeare... Billy Crystal is in Hamlet. Let's not forget. A, a version of Hamlet. <laughs> Billy Crystal isn't in the and original also, text of Hamlet. what about Hamlet 2? Hamlet 2 uh, is a lot more fun than Hamlet That's 1. That's a loose sequel. That's a loose <laughs> sequel and you know it. <laughs> Well, there's none of the same characters. It sounds like you're criticizing me for things that I did on purpose. I'm trying not to criticize you. I'm trying to make sense of this. Okay. Could right. we ask about uh, the directing of Jake Lloyd? Yes. Great sure. question. Ben, uh, so you bring in. Yeah, that's a great poet question. laureate. This yeah. is why we have. We you asked in here. you what Phantom Menace was about, and you focused on Anakin. Sure. I still think we can get it's better also, answer out of that, but we'll get back to that. So later. we've got Jake Lloyd. You bring him in. Yeah. What, what what about Jake Lloyd spoke to you when you were casting? Yeah, talk about the casting process. Um, if you ever saw Unhook the Stars, Jake Lloyd's very good in that movie. Yes, directed by yes. Nick we agree with that. Yeah. Yes, we've said um, that in the past. That's obviously got a different acting style than the, than the prequels do. Naturalistic, uh, uh, Jake, Jake gets a lot of, uh, early on there were naysayers. I think they would be a little bit hard on Jake, but I think if you look at the uh, the baseline acting style that I established for the whole movie, I think Jake Lloyd's acting holds up with, it holds up with, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, I think it, it, across Untrue. the board. Un- I, categorically incorrect. I would say he's a little uh, he's a little more one note. You're actually going to sit here in this room, look me in the eyes, and tell me that Jake he's... Lloyd is delivering the same level of performance as yes. Liam Neeson in that film. I would say you that. You are a sociopath. No. George Lucas, you are a sociopath. I would say that. You I would, would say that. Okay. Yes. Well, you're a lunatic. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I didn't know I'm you were going to be this angry. I didn't either. No, I really thought. Uh, I think no, you I, should relax. I have to relax. Yeah, I'm sorry, seriously. Dave. You no, take the next this question. Is exact, I got it. No. I, I would say the reason you're angry is because you should be angry after you watch these movies. That's the point. You're saying that you succeeded. Yeah, the, the I got a reaction out of you. You're, yeah. I look, never, if you really didn't sad. like, 
You're sad. The universe, your universe is in ruins emotionally, and that's the point of these movies is to get you to a point where you, all you want is to see Jar Jar again, happy and joking and falling all over things. Sure, right, right. That's what everyone's crying out for in yeah. the third film. So your defense of these movies right now is that you are Palpatine and I am Anakin, and you have pushed me into the fate that I always had coming, which well, is— I think that's yeah. a good question. I don't hear you saying yippee. Who who do you identify with most in the uh, in the Star Wars films? Who's your uh, your analog? I would say. Um, I mean, a, a little bit, a little bit of Yoda, maybe. Oh, Yoda, interesting, interesting. But wouldn't you argue that in the films, Yoda is is kind of a little divorced from the reality of what's going on? Like he doesn't really anticipate the tragedy that befalls the Jedi. Like emotionally knows, detached, ineffective. Yeah, he knows something is coming, sure. but he doesn't anticipate it. And he doesn't. I mean, uh, it's not deal a one. It. It's not a one to one comparison. There's no. I mean, I am all of these characters. These characters are all of me. But if I have to pick one, which was your question? Yeah. Yoda's cool and wise and old, and that's me. At the end of the third film, Yoda uh, realizes that he has conclusively failed in his years-long mission. I believe yeah. he says, failed, I have. And yeah. and so he uh, banishes himself yeah. to a lifetime of solitude in a swamp, we found sure. out from deleted scenes. Well, I quit making films. But th- well, this is my point. Took the money from Disney and t- ran. This is my point. You ran? Yeah. You're never going to make a movie again? No, never again. Open my big museum, do my show monthly at UCB East. Those are the two. Strange Magic was the last one. That's the note you're going no, out. Well, I helped out with right? that. Okay. No, I, I was from the mind of George Lucas. That's it was, I remember. That was my credit. From the mind of George Lucas. I'll have more things from my mind. I don't mind doing that. This is mind. all coming from your mind right now. Sure, yeah. You're enraging Griffin with your mind. Yeah. Oh, boy. I guess that's that's like Yoda, too, is he keeps on saying, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? Which is only making me angrier. You know, yeah. it's 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 classic Yoda-Anakin dynamic. I did do one piece of filmmaking, which I put online. It's it's kind of a little bit of, you know, essentially, I've always said, you know, eventually I'll get back to making small personal films, yeah. underground films, Her, things yeah. like that. I did put one thing online. You can see it on Vimeo. I did a, it's not official because I don't own the films anymore. But I did a, an alternate ending to episode three um, where I redubbed, uh, Darth Vader's dialogue, and I think it's great, and I encourage people to check it out. Okay, good. Uh, just a little alternate glimpse. I used the audio from Alec Baldwin's phone call message to his daughter. Are you kidding? Um, what are you talking about? What is, fun... Are you personal friends with Alec Baldwin? Uh, no. So I wait, see, you're pe- you're presenting this to our listeners as your return to filmmaking, and now you're telling me it's some it's some meme. It's you just overlaying Alec Baldwin's voicemail to his I mean, daughter. Not, it's not canon. It's more expanded yeah, universe. It's not canon. It's expanded okay. universe. Okay. But I do want people to look at that clip. Yeah. <sighs> you know? Well, hey, how about let's let's just let's just try to keep this moving along. Let's yeah. keep this let's, moving. Let's along. go this on a big to opportunity Attack, of the, Attack of the Clones. Okay, yeah. great, the clones. great movie. I, I just I'm sorry. Before we go on Attack of the Clones, I just want I want to ask one more time. Mm. I'm not asking for a Wikipedia plot synopsis. Sure. I'm asking George, what is the Phantom Menace about? Jedi, there's bad business going not on. Not what happens Hold in on. it. What's, What's it about? about? Um, We've seen it. We know what happens. This little boy seems important. Maybe he is. <laughs> okay, Attack of the Clones. That's actually a pretty that's, good answer. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry only because he's, yeah. he no, answered I mean, it well. It's true because it's like there's a I'm, lot of bad business, as George says. bad business. Uh, some Jedis are going around the universe trying to deal with bad business. They come across a little boy and they're like, this kid seems important. Maybe he is. The biggest mystery of that movie is... What's up with the kid? Yeah. You know, like, the mystery is not, like, who's that hooded figure? Because we know who that hooded figure yeah. is. It's Palpatine. That's right. I um, would argue the biggest mystery is how does Coruscant work? Yeah, like, how does Coruscant work? It's your creation. Yeah, let's attack the clones. Let's hit the like, ground What's running. the infrastructure? It, it, the whole does planet it have a subway? is a city. We can't get over this. We've been yeah. chewing on this one for months. How does that work? How is it powered? How do they not all just die in Velvet Is the mayor smog? the president of the world? Is uptown the buildings that are closer to the sky and downtown the buildings that are closer to the ground? Yeah, that's good. That is good? Sure. Thank you. Um, it's a city planet. We know that. The whole planet's Tatooine's a city. Tatooine's a desert planet and the yep. whole planet's a desert. Yep. Coruscant's a city planet and the whole planet's a city. Right. We know that. <laughs> okay. What about Mr. That's Fox? your whole answer. I mean, you guys seem kind of mad that I made so much of Phantom Menace about the Trade Federation. I don't think if I'd made the second movie about infrastructure that you guys would have been any happier. We're asking for... You wait, 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 wait. What's you the second s- movie about? Uh, second movie? Yeah. He's a teenager now. He's in love. The second movie's a romance. Interesting. So, but a, a doomed romance. So it's about doomed love, would you say? I mean, look how it ends. Things are going well. Okay. I'm not asking for can city a, council a, meetings. Can a, on can a boy love a girl? Maybe. That's, that's the second movie. That's the central question of Attack of the Clones is, can a boy love a girl? Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. The first movie is, 
here's this kid. Is this kid important? Maybe. Second movie is Can a Boy Love a Girl? Maybe. What the, de- what decisive the third storylines? The you- third movie. No, because it's not one. Sh- these aren't individual. Like you, you're breaking these down the wrong way. It's all one book. These are chapters in the book. The first, the first is, hey, here's this kid. Is he important? Maybe. Second one is, can a boy love a girl? Maybe. Third movie answers those questions. Yes, turns out he was important, but maybe for the wrong reasons. Could he love a woman? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it was doomed because of the see the first question. This is an interesting point, actually, that George is raising, sure. which is that there are, you know, there is a vocal contingent of artists and content makers who believe that our culture— Storytellers. Storytellers, yes— believe that our culture of doing individualized reviews of specific episodes of television or specific episodes of podcasts, two things that you have gotten paid to do in your life, David, is not a good idea. Yeah. There's a whole group of people who think that Works like that that are serialized should not be viewed by their separate parts and uh, with right, time you and distance. Zoom out. Totality. I, I think I think it's I think it's valid to view those things and to uh, you know you, you can you can take apart a car and judge the individual parts of it, but ultimately if you want to drive it, you got to put the car back together. But you're almost saying to us that to look at each of these films and expect them to function in the way that a conventional film does is is wrong-headed. I'm not no, I I mean I'm not saying that what I've done is an extraordinary. It may be a little different. And maybe that's what you're reacting to. You're not saying that. No. no I'm saying what saying I that. what I no what I'm saying you are is saying that, that what I've done is extraordinary and maybe a little different and maybe that I'm sorry that this can't be like every other movie, but we're doing something different. D- does your back hurt, George? Why? Cuz you keep on patting yourself on it. No, it feels good. Padding feels good. I don't know why you would. If people have been hitting you and calling it padding on the back, if it's George, if it's hurting. George, what were your major inspirations? For, Great uh, question. For Great Flash, Flash Gordon. There we go. Sure, sure. That's Th- it. That's the one. Uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa, more like. What do you mean? No, it's just. Oh, you're making a play. Oh, Kurosant. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's fun. Was that conscious? Uh, yeah, it's a tribute. The, the Kurosawa films are very... Hidden Fortress, when you look at that, big inspiration. Yeah. yeah that movie has a, a princess, you had a film with a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, it has these two sort of bumbling oafs who I guess you turned into See, now a you understand you oaf. understand the relationship between a princess and a queen, how one thing leads to another, but you yeah. still think Newt Gunray is from Asia. How are those two things related? I don't I'm even saying, understand the comparison you're trying to I'm saying to I make. think you're being selective in when you look at causality. George, I have a question. Sure. You're in Revenge of the Sith. That's right. You play uh, Baron Papanoida. Yeah. Uh, how how was the experience? Of I heard being your on performance camera? review. You gave me a bad review. For we that gave thing. you a, we gave you a thumbs down. I'm okay, sorry but do about you consider that. yourself an actor? I mean, are you really offended by that? Um, well, More so than the other things we've said about you on this podcast. I don't. Well, I am. I'm not an actor primarily, but I have acted before. I was in Beverly Hills Cop Three. I was in Just Shoot Me. Okay. I Be- mean, Beverly Hills Cop. You were in the OC. That's right. Beverly Hills Cop Three. You play. Hey. Right. You were a man hey. attending a theme park. Yeah. Right. Disappointed man. Yes. That's your role now. Thank you, George. That's is that an, very is funny. that an homage? I can see how your UCB hey. experience has been paying off. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay, so that performance and Baron Papanoida, unless I am wrong, are the only two performances in which you have not played yourself. Other things like the OC, mm-hmm. Just Shoot Me, you come on as George Lucas, director of... Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. Sure. Uh, yeah, in the OC, you hire the character of Zach to work with you at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. That was just pretend, though. We were just acting. You didn't right. work. You didn't actually film. hire him. Nope. Do you, are you exacting about who you hire at Lucasfilm? Yes. We only hire the best. You know, we hire good people. Because the family, like Rick McCallum, for example. Yeah, let's talk about Rick, Rick McCallum. Rick, let's talk about Tricky Rick's Rick McCallum. Rick's the best. Why do you call him Tricky Rick? <laughs> I don't he seems know. A I like tricky. nicknames. He seems a little tricky. No. So, you have you to be tricky, tricky to be a good producer. You know, it's tricky. It, well, he gets the job done. You know who's tricky is uh, Senator Palpatine. Okay. Well, oh, uh, let's talk about Senator Palpatine. Well, with there so, too many threats. Th- there's a lot. Yeah. No, no, there's always going to be too many 14 threats. minutes left, and then okay. i got to go. I'm okay. real busy. <laughs> uh, the thing about Senator Palpatine is uh, he seems to have a lot of analogs to uh, current and former events. Were you trying to do a George Bush thing, or were you just doing oh, yeah. a Hitler episode question? Oh, yeah. Episode three, I, I fully admit, and I've said this before publicly, episode three is a Gulf War II uh, whole scenario. Yeah. It definitely shades of George Bush. I definitely, I, I had political things to say, and these films aren't just, it's, oh. That's my Star that's Wars card trader app. I, a trade was just accepted. I'm excited. It means okay, I completed my gold set. Thank you. Wow, you completed your gold set? Yeah, I've gotten every gold card now. That's yeah. absolutely insane. I have like 14 so gold cards. You hate yeah, these, so you myself. hate these movies, but you've got, uh, you trade gold cards about 
about episodes one, two, and three. We it's love amazing. and hate these movies. Yeah, it's a very complicated relationship. Anyway, you're like, saying that obviously it, we don't hate them fully. George he's a, Bush thing. Sure, he's just yeah. a rip off. Well, he's a little bit Bush, a little bit Cheney, because he's also clever. You know, I see what you're saying. That's some pretty harsh satire. Well, you know, uh, the comedy of episode one is very, uh, you know. Because so episode movie, one's a comedy. Episode one. Uh, would you designate episode one as a comedy? No, I would say it's half comedy. It's a really a, a boy's adventure. Adventure comedy. Adventure comedy. Second one's a romantic drama. Roman- so first one, you're going through the phases of life, uh, the, the stages. The first movie is uh, about a little boy, a boy's adventure. Things are fun and exciting. Boy's life adventure. Okay. So the comedy reflects that. The second movie is a romance. This is the adolescence. We're in teenage romance. It's land. moodier, hormonal. Moodier, that checks out. Yeah. yeah. The third movie, we're in adulthood. So the stakes are very real. And so when George you is winning me over. When satire. you hit adulthood, you just realize that everything's terrible. Well, they say satire is what closes on Saturday night, right? Or whatever. No, live? Wait, Saturday, Saturday Night Live? Is that no, what on Saturday. Satire is what closes on. What's the phrase about satire? I don't know. I don't. George, I have another question. Google, it. Google a phrase. Satire is what closes on. I bet Google will finish the phrase. Because usually at the five to one spot satire, on Saturday Night Live, they don't, satire they don't close Satire is what closes satire. on. On Saturday night. Yeah, usually, I got the phrase right. You usually guys Usually they wrong. close with randomness. So George's Kaufman, after his play, George strike S. up Kaufman, the band. Another great George. Uh, closed in Philadelphia. George said it. George said it again. So their argument, well, the thing you're quoting is a line is, about how satire is unsuccessful? Yes. Uh, it was not but, liked by audiences? Well, that it's a risky proposition because a lot of times people don't want to hear the harsh truths. However, I'd say that uh, I proved them wrong because the satire in uh, episode three, very successful at the box office. Um, why do these movies look like hot garbage? Great question. Uh, they're full of CGI nonsense. The blue screen's really terrible. I defy you to tell me what's what's CGI and what's not. Uh, everything CGI except for the. You just told us you had a hard out. We don't have a time to tell you every. We could. T- <laughs> there's name no question. Name one thing that doesn't look real. Jar Jar Pillars. <laughs> okay, so you both named a different thing, which already <laughs> proves my point. It proves your point that there's more than one I thing that doesn't look real. I agree with him on Jar Jar Binks, and I'm sure I agree you with him re- on the pillars. <laughs> All right, Jar Jar Binks was real. He's a real character. You've uh, made him real now. You've summoned him into existence. We know. No, no, I don't just mean that. I mean when you watch the movie, he looks real. Like, like oh, well, I'll be. I'll specify. He looks like what a Gungan really looks like. Now, have you ever been to Naboo? No, because it's not a real planet, George. Okay, well, are you a real person? Yes, I'm a real. person. But you've never been to <laughs> Look, Naboo. Here's the thing: we're never going to nail George to the ground in terms of admitting that the movies are bad, right? Because you think the movies I'm are not great. Trying to do that, I'm just not trying just, to make sense. Not of my them. words. The words of the AV Club. My former employer. Hey, why don't we? Uh, why don't we ask George about because we watched those uh, featurettes about the behind the scenes. Yeah, and sure. the um, basically all the animators and all the people who were putting together. They worked a, really hard. A, a lot of what went into the film, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, all the pre-production staging. Yes. Uh, yeah. What What is your relationship like with those people? Great. They love me. Uh, we had a great time making the movies. It was hard work. A lot of talented people, but I think. If it's not behind the scenes, it's not on screen. George, you finance these films yourself. Indie. <laughs> you, well, well, you finance them with sales with uh, Mattel or whoever was Mattel. Hasbro. Or, Hasbro. Hasbro. Uh, you um, have built a giant ranch Kenner. which houses... Skywalker Ranch. Kenner. Also originally Kenner. Oh, I see. Kenner helped to make toys Kenner, as well. Kenner money. Y- yes. Yeah. And Kenner folded into Hasbro after Phantom Mass because the sales were disappointing. That's That's a fact. That Kenner was a sub-brand of Hasbro. Kenner was originally... All right, we don't need to get into this. I don't this. think... Uh, you're saying that toys, Star Wars toys, were disappointing in sales? They were overproduced, I, yes, and they failed to meet expectations. No, but you're saying that we never made money on Kenner Star Wars toys and that... I'm not not saying that you never... George, this is not This is not the time for sidebars. You have I, a hard out. I'll show you... I'll show you my... I'll you'll show you some my, stats? I'll okay. show you some numbers. We'll, I'll show you, we'll talk numbers later. I'll have my George. wallet later. I'll take you a look. George, this is my question to you, okay? Sure. You build this ranch. Yeah. It houses multiple post-production facilities. Yeah, we help lots of films. Special effects studios. So Skywalker Sound. Okay, so ILM. All these companies THX. that you've created with regular employees of yours, yep. you assign them to work on your film in which sure. you hire Tricky Rick McCollum, a man who has self-identified as having the job of making sure you never have to say, he never has to say no to you to oh, get I you every single thing I, you want. That's the first time I've heard that word in decades. Okay, so you had complete never power. Said I feel like we've said no previously on this podcast. Many Not, times. I also, never, Darth Vader said it for an, 15 an, seconds at the end of Revenge of the Sith. He said the longest no of yeah, all time. Yeah, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing. And so I that's didn't, the real and tragedy. I, that's I how we know he's listened, become bad. I also didn't listen in, on that recording session. Well, maybe you should listen to it because it was a bad take. No, it was I, a bad I, line I, said, I, I said, look, let's get James Earl Jones in here. 
Let's have him say it, but I don't want to hear it. And when we edit it, I don't want to hear it. I have an app on my phone. Whenever that word comes up on a podcast or anything, it deletes it. I hate that word. Well, newsflash, his line reading could have used a note. George, my point here is... I don't is, even like James hearing the word... Jones. I don't even like Why? hearing the like word... note? I don't even like hearing the word note because it has the word no in it. George, you I ha- hate that word. I don't want to hear it again. Please don't say it anymore. Say yes. I like that. Yes, George. You had complete power over this entire film. Absolutely. Everyone worked for you working for companies that you founded. You created new technology right. to be able to control every single element, splice sure. different performances together into the same frame. Yeah. And the films are all about how absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. How the Jedis are powerful and it has made them arrogant and blind. Sure. How Palpatine, his quest for power, is wanting to throw anyone going. else under the I bus. I see where you're going. You're, you're trying to say that I, there's iron, a level of irony working here, but I'm saying there's some satire there, and I, if there's a criticism you have of it, I anticipated it, and I knew it, and it's folded in there. Your reactions are valid, but they're also exactly what I wanted. So your He's argument pulling is, every rug out from under you. Your argument is that you're can. satirizing yourself. That no. I can't you know, criticize the film because you were already is, satirizing your own. Going... I'm saying the films criticize themselves. You don't need to criticize them. The, the criticism <laughs> is baked into the cake. Uh, if you didn't like something, it's because I didn't want you to like it. Because I wanted you to have a bad feeling about something so that you would feel the tragedy or so you would feel... I, I'm sorry that you wanted to feel great about the saga of an innocent little boy whose mother sold into slavery... And then he has a terrible life and causes problems. This is kind of like, what if John Stewart had ever gotten like Dick Cheney to come to the Daily Show? This I feel like the confrontation like. would have just been too emotional on one side. This is okay. Look, <laughs> and defensive on the other. You're welcome. Thank you. We've for done thirty. Being here, yeah, do you know, so what, do you know what I was now. saying? You're welcome for what? You thanking me for liking these movies. You were thank. You were saying you're. I'm saying you're welcome to you saying thank you to me for making these movies because you love them. Okay, George. Do you have any other questions you want to ask? Look, I, I, unfortunately, you have a heart out. I, I can't yeah. believe I'm saying this, but I think we have so many. Where are we at? Ask, more, more, ask me one more prequel okay. question I, about I, episode three. I will, I'll ask you one more question, but I just want to. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to throw this out. We're doing a live finale show. Sure. Yeah. Next Monday. It's at Union Hall. We're going to watch Revenge of the Sith. We great always movie. end our season with a live it's commentary. It's happening the day this episode drops, I believe. It's yes. A great movie. This episode will be dropping on the Monday, where that night at 7 30 at Union, Union Hall, Hall for $8. We're going to be doing a live commentary with a lot of special guests. Would you have any interest in coming with us and doing the commentary with us so we can get into this more? Because I, I think I need a week to calm down. Yeah. You really need to calm I down. I need to calm down, come into it with fresh eyes, and just really try to understand you. It'll be a longer format. We'll be able to go into it in depth. Listen, you're saying a lot of words. All you needed to say was that you're showing episode three, and I'm there because it's a great movie. I love to watch it. Bang. Well, ladies and gentlemen, George Lucas will be at our live show at Union Hall. And he won't be the only guest. Monday, November 23rd. Other guests are a surprise. I haven't told David because if I tell David what I have planned, he'll tell me not to do it. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. Yep. Griffin was texting with me last night when we were planning, and I was like, so what's going to happen? You're like, I, I want to catch you off guard. That was how he put it. Yeah, David knows nothing of what I have planned. Right. But George, you will be there. Well, I don't know now. I don't know what you have planned. We're just going to watch the movie. All right. It's and gonna maybe be some other stuff. Brian De Palma's not going to be there, is he? What do, you, do you want him to not be I there? I prefer not. I love Brian, but I prefer if he wasn't there. I lived in the same building as him growing up. Really? Right. Yeah, oh, he, we're he, old pals. Yeah, I spent a lot of drunken elevator rides with Brian De Palma. What's he was drunk. What's everyone's favorite Brian De Palma movie? Um, Phantom of the Paradise? Okay. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, Untouchables is good. <laughs> I'm probably a blowout fan myself. Uh, Maybe yeah, Body Heat. He makes good movies. Okay, George, it just, uh, you know, to put some sort of button on on this, okay? Because sure. we're going to talk more about episode three next week. Yeah. Uh, and by next week, I mean this night for the people who are listening to it on the day it drops. Correct. Um, I don't even know why I'm Ask asking the this. Question. It's masochistic. But as you said, you sold the film to Disney. You sold the, the, the your franchise. entire company. Yeah. The franchise. Everything. Everything. Everything except Jar Jar. I kept him. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So I could do my so show you, monthly you, at UCB East. And I was like, they actually, that was a condition of Disney's. They said, they we'll, said conditionally. We'll buy them, but not if it includes this. I said, sure. That's what I wanted anyway. It was sort of a, it was a great moment. We both realized what we wanted and didn't want. Well, I think it's very telling that they said that. And I think you're not reading into the subtext of that demand on their part. But, George, uh, sold it to Disney for a large sum of money. Sure. I mean, what, two point six billion, something uh-huh. around there? Yeah, which you've donated mostly to charity. A lot of money to charity. I'm a good guy. I think the question we would be remiss <laughs> to not ask. It's rare to hear people say I'm a good guy. Yeah, about it's, themselves. it's weird to self-identify. Dialogue, that. Dialogue's better if it's clear. Go on. 
George, the question I think everyone wants answered, and sure. we have you here as a guest, you know, as much as I, I'm afraid of the answer, yeah. I, I have to ask it. Is there any chance of an episode four? Disney has the franchise now. One would think that they might want to kickstart it up again. Is there any chance of making episode four? Uh, well, I'm not involved in it, but uh, episode seven is coming out in December. Episode seven? What do you... Yeah. What do you so they're just I'm skipping four, I, five, I and pitched, six. And I pitched some ideas. Uh, JJ Abrams is directing it, but I have not had it. Hold on one sec. They're coming out with a script in December. When it, uh, so they're in pre-production. A, no, no, that's done apparently, and it's going to come out. I, I'll be seeing it like an audience member with everybody else. Wait, but so you're going from episode three straight to episode seven? Yeah, they're going to fill in the blanks later. What's that's the so idea? weird. No, what? No, um, good what there, Ben? Well, I mean, what? I've already, the episodes four, five, and six uh, are available on Blu-ray. Um, I, uh, those are all, you can see those. Okay, George, I the, know this has not been a very civil interview, oh, wait, and I've been fucking with wait, you a lot, but hold, this is not Ben's funny. got something. Ben's this got something. This isn't a Ben's funny got thing something. to talk old ben? about. So, old Ben's got something. Old Ben, producer old Ben's Ben's Kenobi. peeping on ep, something. Ep, there's an episode four. No, there isn't. Yeah, this no. Is not, how would we I'm not seen, know about Griffin, that, Griffin, you're not facing his screen. I'm seeing it. It's called, there's a Darth Vader It's called mask. A New Hope. When it it came out? out in 1977. That's impossible, Ben. That's that's 30 I years swear earlier. To God, we, that's that's I, impossible. I hate bits, but we have talked a lot about there's one movie in your canon that we kept forgetting the name of. Yeah, but I thought it was another like a character Guys, there's drama. two yeah. others. Well, Maybe it was like THX 139. What are you talking about? I know, I, look, uh, just look. Actually, though, you've got the dates wrong on that. Those were rough drafts of movies that I came out with. The real uh, episodes four, five, and six came out in the 90s. Do you understand how hard it is to believe anything you say with, with answers <laughs> no, like that? What are you understand, talking about? No, I understand why you're confused. In the 1990s, I finished the original trilogy just a few years before Phantom Menace. Uh, A New Hope is episode four. Empire Strikes Back is episode five. Return of the Jedi is episode six. They came out the same year. I released three movies in one year, brand new, and those are the movies. I did test screenings in 1977 uh, and the the early 1980s of episodes four, five, and six. They went very well. Probably the most successful test screenings but you really, you really refined him in 96. But the, the actual movies themselves came out in the 1990s, and that's why you might be confused. So just to clarify, sure. the first film chronologically came out in 1999. Yes. Second came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Third came out in 2005. Oh, that's right. In 1997. That's right. That's the year. You released, quote unquote, three movies simultaneously that were shot in the 70s and 80s. That's right. We shot them in the 70s, but not all of them. We finished them. They, they, they took a long time to make... We did some test screens that went very well uh, in 77, re-released for a second round of test screens in 78. Then rather than completing the fourth one, we said, let's uh, make the second and third one, do test screenings of those, and then eventually we'll release the final version of those in 1997. And now there's a seventh one coming out in a month. But I don't have anything to do with that. But I see why you're confused. J.J. Abrams, creator Felicity, directed Creator it? Felicity, uh, a screenwriter of um, uh, uh, Regarding Henry. Joyride. He, he rewrote Joyride. Can he you wrote process Armageddon. this, David? This is huge. Uh, you know, I, I just have one thing to say, which is that I hate bits. Me too. George, just quickly, just very quickly. I know you have to leave. Mm-hmm. What I, Just because I have so much information to process We can keep talking once. for a second after George yeah. goes. Yeah. Just one time quickly to process, and yeah. then you can leave. What are the three titles of these films? Because there was a lot to process at once. I need to hear the new. I, I just found out that three new Star Wars movies exist. Uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, the special edition. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, special edition. Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Special Edition. Those are the three titles of the three movies. You're a monster. Okay, thank you for being <laughs> you here, are And they follow the same monster. exact plot lines uh, as what you're, as the prequels. They mirror them. I did them uh, ring style. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Oh, I mean ring style. Is Darth Vader in them? Uh, yeah. Wait, is Jimmy Smith in them? No. Oh, shit. Dexter Jester? No. Uh, Watto? No. CC14? No. Gragra? No. So none of our favorite characters. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I have a question. What about this Chewbacca guy? Is he in it? Oh, yeah, I brought Chewbacca back. God damn it! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Okay, George, I thank you for being here. Yeah. We'll see you next First week. movie's about, uh, hey, who's this kid? Maybe something's, <laughs> maybe something's special about him. Get out of here. Is second, there any bad business? Second movie, there's some bad business George, going on. Uh, George, really bad business. Wait, the romance in the second, the second movie, movie is the third one depressing? And the George, third, oh, I can't. No, I can't contain my emotions right now. Guys, you have guys, to. We we'll get s- out of here. November 23rd, we will see you live on stage at Union Hall. I can't. I just Can I tell you one thing? Yeah. Just one your parting one, words. One thing. I'm red with anger right now. I look like producer Ben. Uh, Scarlet with rage. Uh, no, I should save it for when we watch the screen because there's one thing I do want to point out, a parallel in episode three, but it's very complicated. 
I I just want to say thank you for devoting this podcast to the, these films. Films of George Lucas. Um, You're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed them so much. I know that you think you didn't, but clearly you did. The real it's mystery was the real mystery was that you loved them all along. Okay, great. Thank you, George Lucas, for being here. When when can people see the, your next talk show? Uh, December fourth, we're going to be uh, pre-celebrating both Life Day and uh, the. Uh, oh, that's another thing you should know. I made a holiday special. Uh, what are you? Ta- you made a holiday I mean, I special. I wasn't actively involved. It's kind of like a JJ type project where I wasn't actively involved, but we still got. They still got uh, similar to Episode Seven. Harrison Ford. And Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were involved in the holiday special. That's the last time they did a Star Wars thing that I wasn't like controlling. Harrison Ford? Wait, he's in these movies? Yeah, from K-19, The Widowmaker. I, I can't talk about this. George, we will see you Monday, November 23rd, 7.30 at Union Hall. All right. I'm excited. Me too. We're going to talk for a few more minutes, We're going to talk right? for a few we can more talk minutes. For a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, I hope you Thank don't you mind, so much for coming. Thank you so much for being here. Strange magic. Strange magic. You okay. bring some strange magic to our worlds. On DVD and iTunes. Uh, high definition download. You can buy Strange Magic. It's a great, okay. uh, great film if you're looking for something for the Thanksgiving holidays. And you can't watch the new Thank story. you, George. Sorry if I was unprofessional. I'll take a chill pill. It's just a lot of emotions to process in one afternoon. Thank Griffin. you, Griffin. Okay, David. First of all, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. Oh I know I didn't no, handle that okay. as well as I, I could. I mean, have. it was that was really tough. That was tough. Look, yeah. you were cornering the supervillain. It, it felt like I. It was like let him we had Blofeld easy. in the room. I could not let him off easy. But let's let's. I actually, I want to apologize too. As a producer, I should have, I should have known this. We've all made a mistake. We've all made some mistakes. This. Okay. this makes a million things make more sense. It does actually. Yeah. A lot, yeah. a lot is clear now. And I am so glad that we can talk about it. Now, here's here's the thing. Okay, we have made it clear that this is not a Star Wars podcast. That we're it's not. building a larger franchise here. Okay, that we want to go on to other projects. We were just going to take. I, I'm getting Turn your trades like phone crazy. Off. I'm sorry. I just I love these Star Wars cards <laughs> as much as I hate these movies. Um, we're really, really down on this franchise, right? Ugh. I mean, obviously, there's something drawing us to them. George does have a point, but we don't like these movies in any conventional, normal way. It's not I a can't imagine four, five, and six being good. Okay, plus a Christmas special, plus a J.J. Abrams movie coming out next month. We just found out there are five more of these. So we were ready to move on. We, right. really, we have all these plans. Right, we have we have, we have big mini series. We do, we do, and let's we, say we've talked it over with the big wigs. You got, with the higher UCB, ups, we've gotten a thumbs up. We got a big plan coming for January, February. We'll let you all know about that soon. Yeah. If you have suggestions of other things you'd like to hear us cover, Griffin did present at gmail.com or tweet at us. We're looking for new mini series ideas, um, passion projects by uh, lunatics, uh, and trying to do investigative reports to figure out what was happening. Um, I don't know if I can go through this again, watching five more of these things. It's so brutal. And to do 10 weeks for each of these things, when it's like, I mean, first of all, he's the, saying- the, the very idea, like, uh, is giving me a right? swirling headache. And four, five, and six are rough drafts. It took him 20 years to fit. There's no way those movies can be good. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind, okay? I mean, what Fast and Furious is the only franchise where the fourth and fifth films get exponentially better than the first three. I disagree. The fourth film isn't as good as the first or the third. I would go uh, five, seven, one, four, three. Wow, six is two. low. Oh, I forgot six. Uh, I would go five, seven, one, six, three, four, two. What if we just do one week for each of these movies? Yeah, that, I mean, uh, well, look, let, we just peel that off. That is a relief. Let me, okay, yes, let's yes, just do one please. week for each of these movies. Let me propose something. They're going to gonna suck. There's no way time. this franchise Here's gets good timeline. at film number four. Here's a little no. timeline for you. Yeah. Next week, we've got our uh, live episode. Yes. It's going to drop. It's going to drop hard. It's going to be great. Um, then, you know, I'm just taking a look at my calendar. Okay. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just taking a little look at my calendar. Yeah. We could do episode four. Okay. And, and then, you know, and then episode five. Yeah. Then episode six. Okay. Then episode seven. When does that come out? Well, I mean, if 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 everything goes according to plan... Those I'm saying, when the, does that movie come out? Apparently, it comes out December 18th. Wow, that's perfect timing. Yeah, I know. And then it's we weird can that worked out so well. Wrap it up with a Christmas special, and that would be right around Christmas. You're saying that the, it would be right that would at the be end released of December, right? Almost on Christmas Eve. I hate bits, but this sounds great. That sounds like, I mean, really careful planning on someone's part. I'll say God. 
Uh, I'm gonna. That, that I'm gonna let you. Very smart and well structured. Yeah, which is actually. I'd like yeah. to take credit for it, but no, you got to yeah. give it up to the big guy, the I big w- G upstairs. I I'm want, not talking about Georgie. Porgy. I want to make clear to people, we we did not plan these things well. They just sort of worked out for us. Clearly, we didn't plan them well because yeah. we didn't know that these movies but fucking like, it's existed. It's not even a bit. No, it's not even a bit. We're not doing bits. We hate bits here. But that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay, next week live show. And then Star Wars. We're going to go four, five, six, seven, Episode Christmas four. special. A New Hope. Wow. What a dumb title. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I can't fall for that again. A New Hope. It's like, oh, this time it's going to be different. No, it's not. It's going to be the same thing. Empire Strikes Back is kind of interesting. We don't even know who they And Empire. why did he shoot it in the, like, the 70s and 80s? And then re- like, it, I, it doesn't make sense. No, he shot three sense. films in the 70s and 80s. He says he didn't release them. Then released no, no, them like a soft release, test screenings. Yeah, what is what is then that? altered version? His final cuts came out in the nineties, and then he released one, two, and three. Who would make movies? You like know, that? he did say prequels though early on in the interview. I just i I didn't call him on it. That's, yeah. Okay, I don't know what that means. Know. For the sake of clarity, from here on out, the Phantom Mass trilogy will be referred to as the original trilogy or the OT. And four, five, and six are going to have to be the sequel trilogy. Yeah, they'll be the sequel trilogy. They'll be the sequel trilogy, and I don't even know what to call this J.J. Abrams thing. Well, but... it's probably just continuing. Maybe it's starting a new trilogy, so it's the sequel sequel trilogy. Yeah, okay. Trilogy. Uh, wow. I mean, this is a huge day for us. Oh, boy. Um, Guys, I'm wiped. Merchandise Spotlight. Uh, they made a Baron Papanoida action figure. It was no, part they, of a... No, yes, they did. What? It was part of a Lucas family gift set, and it was all his children and him, the characters they played. So it was... Jed Zacasa and his daughter who is next to him and Georgie Porgy and I think his other daughter played something in some other scene. What's our running time, Ben? Where are we at? 55. Okay. So, so the shortest episode yet. I mean, we just have a lot to process. This is as short as our fan fiction episode, which I think was, I mean, sorry, is our politics episode, which was a, is a similarly frustrated point. Yeah. Um, well, I think we all need to take a chill hell and, and think about what happened here today and, and brace ourselves for the future because we have a rough road ahead of us. But it's going to be one week each. We're going to breeze through these yeah, movies yeah, yeah. because we, uh, that's the plan for us. They're not. We can't. So don't despair because there's more around the corner. Well, you're not going to have to listen know, to us talk we'll about just, shitty movies. We'll sweep through these, you know, later Star Wars movies. We'll we'll do them fast, and then we're going to get to the good. They're going to suck. We're going to be concise about how they suck, and we're going to move on. Oh, they're going to suck. They're going to suck. It's impossible that they don't suck. George was involved. Yeah. It's impossible that they don't suck. What about American Graffiti though? That's an anomaly. At this point, that's an anomaly. Indiana um, Jones. Can I say something else? Yeah, but you had Spielberg. You had the director to counter. Can I say that. something that's else? True. Yeah, I watched Rocky last night because mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting ready to watch Creed, which I'm seeing tomorrow. Seventh movie two, in a franchise two, that started in the seventies. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, and uh, I burst into tears at the end of Rocky. I've seen it before, but not in years. But uh. Uh, no. It's a great movie. I need to rewatch it. Uh, I burst into tears. A lot of our friends who are film critics have seen uh, Creed. Creed and say it's a masterpiece. Yep. Some are some are already being contrary though, but yeah. Well, those people sound dumb. We love loving movies on this podcast. We do. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to cover four more that we hate, five more that we hate, but then we're gonna be done. 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 Fucking 2015. Wrap a bow on Star Wars and and move on to greener pastures. Uh, ben, final thoughts. I mean, what do you even say at a time like this? I don't know. I really. Uh, I mean. I'm kind of worried of the live show and dealing with George. It's going to be tough. I mean, Griffin, I, I'm worried I'm going to have to I'm going to be on my best behavior. Griffin, I'm that be was my, too much. Yes, I know that it was. was. I know it was. I know. I know. I, I I whiffed on that one. That's me. I got egg on my face. And I hate eggs. Not There's for nothing the first time. I hate more. No, oh, I like eggs. I do it once a season, and we held off this long, and now I've I've done it. I've I've messed up. Okay, this I will say. This was my fan fiction. This was my, this was my politics. I'm just looking at my notes here. I did want to ask about the Palpatine's face change, but maybe yeah, we'll get shit. to it. We'll do it at the live we'll show. Yeah, the we'll, live it'll show. come up on the live show. Look, if you're listening to this podcast at the moment it drops, then go online, get tickets, and go see the show that night. And if you're listening to it any day at, later than the day it was released, smell you later, cheesecake. Cause, Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you'll you have to listen the to the best it. show. Yeah. Uh, with astonishing special guests. I mean, now we know George above board is Involved. David, I know a lot about what's happening. Really? It's legitimately a really good lineup. It's going right? to be really good. Okay. It's really good. Why don't you tell me? Because I, you will tell me not to do what I have planned. No! What are you going to do? I fully support all of it. <laughs> so don't don't be concerned, David. It's going to be great. Uh, thank you, uh, Producer Ben. 
although, you know, really should have done your research a little bit. Yeah, all right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it's like you always only choose <laughs> to Google. He's a busy man. He hosts, a, he produces a lot of great UCB podcast network shows. He does, and you should Long listen form, to all of them. You should rate, Menage subscribe, trois, review. Digital, UCB Digital. There's so many good ones. Yeah. So you're <laughs> going through a breakup. Yep. He's laughing right now. I love this. This is really fun. Oh, there was a review. We're reading one new I want to read one. Oh, come on. It's from Racism Street. Oh, Five yeah. stars. Yeah, let's read this one. Have you read it? Yeah. Five stars for reawakening the long dormant memory of my high school history presentation, ironically titled The Evolution of Man. The goal to capture the essence of slavery in America. And the result in America. The result, a poster featuring nothing but the famous March of Progress drawn in reverse. Yes, a black man is the starting point, slowly but surely devolving into a chimp. An apt and biting condemnation of colonial-era white patriarchy, I insisted. Dude, you can't draw that, they said. Griffin, you're not alone. Ben, cut this whole thing. Well, not not to give myself a messiah complex, but, I, you know, it's been suggested that perhaps I die for the sins of my listeners, that I'm willing to take the bullet symbolically for, for the listenership at large. So, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Racism I say to that review. And uh, if you don't know what we're referring to, you should listen back to the podcast. Or, but or I apologize. Don't. You actually don't have to listen to that episode. <laughs> Otherwise, I apologize for that it. really horrible image. You don't have to listen to that. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, come see your live show. Uh, rate, subscribe, review. Uh, George Lucas, I'm going to go take a nap. Have a beer or something. And as always. And as always, episode four, five, six, seven, Christmas special. I got a bad feeling about this.